Iconic Talk. This is the community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor for 21 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Thanksgiving to all the listeners, to you, Megan. Same to you. Yes, we're not recording this on Thanksgiving. That's okay. You know, we're we're with our families today. Um, But still, it's important to note that today is Thanksgiving. We love um, just doing this every week, and we don't want to take a week off. There's no reason to. Nope. Yeah. We don't want you guys to miss out on a Thursday episode. Thursday episode. Yes. (laughs) You know, not many... Um, holidays happen on a Thursday, but Thanksgiving certainly does. Right. And, Unless um, it just accidentally fell, well, every six, seven years, well, however that works. Yeah, you'll you'll get Christmas or you'll mm-hmm. get, you know, New Year's or you'll get Fourth of July. But yes, this one is every Thursday. And I love it because and I mean, Thanksgiving. T- Fridays are typically <clears throat> off work too. And for those that have yes. regular, regular day jobs, regular jobs. And, you know, for me, it's another World Cup game that I get a chance to watch. I'm excited about that. So go USA. Um, But still, you know, there's something to Thanksgiving that makes you pause and say, yes, what are you thankful for? And we've been doing that historically here for the month of November. So I'll um, I'll come to you first. What are you thankful for today? Today, I am thankful for the relationship that I have with my parents and to be able to spend this beautiful day at the beach looking at the ocean with my family. The beach. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we'll, um, get, we'll get into the details of that a little bit later. Yeah, well, we'll hear about that next week, of course, of how the beach Thanksgiving extravaganza went. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, yes, I do have family scattered all over the place. And, you know, that's historically we've been talking about how, yes, we're thankful for family. But um, I, for me, I'm thankful for provision, if that makes sense. And there's something to how you you look at a job and you just kind of are assuming, you know, for people who are on salary that, you know, you get money every week or every other week or every month and mm-hmm. it just kind of comes in. And for the smart people, you have a budget. But there's something to this Thanksgiving holiday that for me, when I'm looking back, I'm like, yes, okay, there has been provision above and beyond what I um, what I was expecting in the last several years, especially with COVID. And being a real estate agent, you get paid commission, right. you know, and it's 100% commission only when houses close. Uh, right. You can do all of the work and, and get all the way up to the end of the transaction. And, and still then not there, there are things that can happen. So you've experienced that this year, I know. Yes, yes. But yes, so I, I look back and I still say, yes, I'm thankful for how there's been provision and many things are within my control that, you know, yes, I do marketing and there's certain experiences that I have that clients call me back or new people call me. But then there's things that are out of my control. And that's part of where I get thankful as well. And, you know, I look to plenty of you people that know that I I go to church and work at church. And I'm like, that's a God kind of thing where I'm like, it's out of my control. Mm -hmm. And I've had many people who are in sales um, acknowledge that sometimes where like there's sometimes there's good years and bad years. You can't control it. And it is what it is. And I look back at these last couple of years and I'm like, wow, like through COVID, there's still been good times. And that's not the case for everyone. 
That's true. So, so for me personally, I can say I'm thankful for that. But then for those that have had down years, you can look and you can say there's plenty of other things you can be grateful for, health, um, family, your home. You can go down a list. But for me, that's the one for today. So, and I would recommend to anybody today to just take a couple minutes and just think about what you're thankful for yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And that's sometimes a family tradition. I've heard mm-hmm. of plenty of families that do that around the Thanksgiving Day table. Mine doesn't. Like, it's more chaos <laughs> than anything. But this year, for us, it's we're keeping it small. Um, it's just uh, our family of four and my grandmother. Oh, so That'll be nice. Yep. So that's, that's the world that we're living in this year, which is going to be calm and peaceful. So that's um, that's another thing I can be thankful for. But when mm-hmm. it comes to looking back historically, you know, I want to take a moment for this episode to talk about the real estate market. Why why was there success? Why has there been success? And where are we now? And um, it, it, it's funny because you and I, we've chatted about this all the time, Megan, but mm-hmm. um, we had an ICON team meeting where we kind of went through some of these points where we're thinking, okay, people ask me all the time, they ask you all the time, what's happening in real estate right now? That's the common theme. Mm-hmm. That's the common question. And we've touched on this many episodes at a time, you know, and on a quarterly basis, not on a regular routine. I feel like here on this podcast, we're like, let's give a little state of the union, a little update on what's happening in the real estate world. So what are people asking you those same questions? And they are. What, uh, and are. what are you telling them? I'm, I'm telling them just kind of, um, you know, we just, it's, it's still a decent interest rate. Um, I had this conversation actually last night. Um, we were celebrating my sister's birthday because we're not going to be with her. We'll be at the beach. She'll be here, actually. So we had a family dinner last night, and we were, I was talking to my dad. And and I mentioned what the interest rates are, were, and there's so many people of, uh, that's that generation that, you know, you say the rates are yeah, right. around 7%. They're right. like, Psst. Seven percent. That's awesome. <laughs> They're like, I remember back in the day where there was, you know, they 15, 16 percent. His and first higher. thing was, I remember eighteen percent. So <laughs> right. there are so many people that the the rates. I think a lot of people do get nervous because the rates have gone higher. But then you've got so so many others that you know it doesn't phase them. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite things. I mean, I'm going to slow it down and say it slowly. <laughs> is what did um. um Mike said, no, not, it wasn't Mike. It was uh, Matt said it. What do you say? Marry the house and date the rate. Oh, at, at, an, at, at, at a, a meeting, meeting yep. one of our agents. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Matt I love said that. that. Yes. Look for the house. And I, I love that because people are so nervous, I think, about that interest rate. But right. that's that's not what it's about. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And, and something about looking historically is important, but don't get obsessed with oh what has happened in the past exactly. and we've talked about that of the recession uh, that word is you know thrown around a lot and is that something that we're in right now the recession of 2008 2009 that time period the house market crashing then different experiences different time frame different circumstances that we can look back to so let me i like to just give like a little historical perspective and this is my answer in a long-winded way mm-hmm. of when somebody asks me, what do you say about the market? My easy answer is I say, yes, it was a crazy market several months ago. Leading up to that time period, it was a hot, crazy market. Sellers were selling like crazy. Prices were going up. We are now back in what I call a normal real mm-hmm. estate market. And we said this on the show before. But 
here's what I mean by that. You think about pre-COVID. That was somewhat of a normal market. Mm-hmm. The There was still a little bit of low inventory, but there's buyers out there, and the interest rates were really good. And in a normal market in Winchester, you have um, hot spring season. It slows down in the summer, picks back up in the fall, and then really dips in the winter. Right. And then you go through those cycles. That's a seasonal cycle. And I believe that we are in that seasonal cycle now, and here's why. So COVID hit, and the world started to stop. People were panicking. What's going to happen? Buyers did not stop. Mm-hmm. Buyers did not stop. They were out there in full force. They had their masks on. They're like, we don't care. We're not either. We don't believe in it. We're we're just we're gonna go risk it and we're gonna go see houses because their, we want to go buy a house. Their shoe booties and their it, masks on. Absolutely. Their hand sanitizer and they were going and they were looking. And that happened. So mm-hmm. when you have very basic economics, supply and demand, very little houses for sale at the time pre-COVID. Then you add COVID onto that. Not many people were listing their house. Tons of buyers. You then get an influx of tons of offers at mm-hmm. one given time. And that happened for the good year as soon as COVID started. Then when people started realizing, oh, I can still do life, more people started to list their house, but the interest rates were still really low. And so that really impacted the supply and demand to where you fast forward to this past spring, spring mm-hmm. of 2022, two years post-COVID. Um we had a very low, super, super low inventory still. So and low, this is the Winchester. and really Yes, high and it was nationwide, but Winchester so really much so because people were starting to migrate out here from the mm-hmm. city. So you have way more buyers than people trying to sell. You have people who were looking to move into the area and not really looking to move out of the area. So local people who wanted just to either upgrade or downgrade their house were scared because there was no houses to to buy, therefore they're not listing their house. Mm-hmm. So kind of chicken and egg concept there. Now, that's the spring. So let's fast forward to today. What do we explain to people now, right? Right. So Because they're, they're hearing all these stories of you know, the interest rates are going up. So let's combine the fact that now interest rates are going up. Um, and what happens when interest rates go up? Just the logical answer. Yeah, the, the demand goes down. Their budgets are going to change. Well, that well, yeah, that too. So They're, it's going to cost more. It's going to cost more yep. to buy a house. Yep. So if you think about it, we've gone from low inventory, low interest rates means house prices go up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you have high house prices and now interest rates are going up. And so these buyers of what they're able to afford, their budget has to change. If their budget changes, now we still have high prices and then higher rates and so it's a sliding scale. Now these buyers' um, budgets have to come down. So the kind of house that they were thinking they could buy mm-hmm. has now changed. They were wanting they were wanting a four bedroom, two and a half bathroom colonial with a basement, you know, on a couple acres. Now they're realizing I can only get three bedrooms and two baths and maybe one acre. Mm-hmm. And I might need to fix up the parts of the house. And I may not get a basement. And I might not get a basement. <laughs> so things have changed because the house prices were still inflated from mm-hmm. the spring. So now you have buyers who are sad. <laughs> you have yeah. sad buyers who are not able to buy things. What happens when buyers get sad? Like... They're not shopping as much. Right. And that's, <laughs> I'm seeing that. That's I'm seeing where we a lot are of right waiting. now. Let me just wait it out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know several buyers that I have that they're in that. I'm just going to wait it out. I, yep. I'm not ready to do it. I'm not ready to change the image of the house that I was going to be buying and moving into. Yep. Because in some cases, like let's say you were looking in the $350,000 price range, you could have gotten um, you know, a nice single-family home, a rancher, uh, split foyer potentially, and then now they're looking at townhouses. Yeah, right. They wanted a single-family home. They didn't want to have something detached, or excuse me, attached to something else. Yeah. So, so you have to change your perspective yes. as a buyer. So we're in the world right now where buyers are pausing their shopping experience, mm-hmm. and so if buyers are pausing, I believe they're still out there, but they're not shopping as much right now. I had higher. I personally had higher hopes for the fall. Honestly, I remember we talked about we talked about I had higher hopes than what has happened and transpired. I I do know that the market is still working. There's still houses selling. Things are getting listed. Things are getting under contract. But I was hoping that it'd be a little bit more of a push. And Mm -hmm. what I was not anticipating, which is where I was wrong, I did not anticipate the buyer pause. (laughs) The buyer pause is um, causing now a shift in the market because what happens when buyers are pausing and they're not shopping they're not making offers houses are sitting houses are not they're not selling they're not or selling the prices are having to be reduced and yes so and so there's there's your correction mm-hmm. there's this plateau that we saw in the summer we're now seeing a little bit of a correction because if you are trying to sell your house and they're not getting as many showings as you'd hope for it's not because of the realtor's marketing. It's not because of the weather. It's not because of the season. Right now, it's because the price. The right. buyer's budgets have changed, and they want to see a deal when they make an offer on something. Mm-hmm. They want to get the house that they were thinking they could get six months ago. That's not going to happen. Right. So sellers, though, have to understand that if you're looking to list your house today, and your realtor comes to you with comps. We, we do research and we look at comparable houses that have sold historically over the spring and summer to lead you, you know, a, a, to give you a good perspective of what your house is worth. You look at those comps, but now you're going to have to take off 5%, 10%, and come down from what those comp averages would suggest. Right. The values are definitely lower than when they were just even in in – May. Yes. June. Yes. So before July. So you have sad buyers out there <laughs> right. and now you have sad sellers out there. Mm-hmm. So the encouragement of this episode to buyers and sellers is, is this. This is a normal market, people. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is it doesn't you know, it's not normal to sell your house in a, in the first weekend with multiple offers. For over asking. For over asking. Mm-hmm. It's not normal to have a 3% interest rate buyers. It's not normal to to have that pressure as a buyer to, to just make an offer on the first thing you see because otherwise it's going to leave. We're back to normal. It takes a good three, four, five weeks to sell a house. It takes maybe only one or two showings a week because buyers have slowed down. Buyers, you can pause, but recognize from a buyer standpoint, <laughs> this is normal. Don't yeah. wait any longer because waiting is going to potentially you might look back and regret that as well. And still owning, in my opinion, is better than renting. Oh, so, yeah. Right. You know, if you're in that position, you can still and and there's different loan programs that are offered now and different ways to be able to kind of offset it. And that's something maybe we can get a lender on here in mm-hmm. the near future and, and kind of talk about the some of the new programs. Yep. But um, there are options and. 
Hopefully the rates will maybe go back down. Of course, we can't predict that. No. Um, and we're not even going to try. Not going to try. But there's always that chance that you buy now. And if the rates do go down in a few years, you might be able to refinance at you a lower could. interest rate. Yeah. So there's that there's that potential. My old adage that I share with any one of my buyers or even sellers is do the best you can do in the time period that you need to buy or sell a house. Mm-hmm. And right now, some buyers are sitting there saying, I don't have to buy. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. But if you want to buy, there's still no... Uh, grand prediction out there that's a magic ball that's going to say house prices are going to take a huge tank and you're going to get a good deal in the spring. I'm saying that winter is normally slow. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of potentially a slower market in the winter because then when buyers are realizing in four or five months when spring hits us that, oh, this is my new normal. New normal. <laughs> I'm gonna, exactly. I am going to be competing against other buyers in the springtime. Winter is going to be a great time to buy. Because there are still sellers that have to sell. Sure. Not sure. that there's plenty, obviously, that want to sell, that want to, you know, downsize or, or upsize, but there are plenty that need to sell so, that are transferring. And yep. So do the best you can do in the market of when you're trying to buy mm-hmm. or sell. So buyers put put an offer out there. Sellers don't just reject straight up offers when they come. Work with people, make it happen, keep the market flowing because that's gonna that's gonna keep the ball rolling down the hill as best as possible. And just a friendly reminder, when we say spring market, it's not quite what most people think. It's not when the flowers are coming up. It's um, it's February. Yeah. It's usually, it's actually moved up to about the second week of February. I love to tell people March is a great time. um, Yes, I agree. You know, for trying to sell a house and and buyers jump on things before it gets to be April and May. Yeah, I see so many that they're like, okay, March is good, but then they want to get that head start and get out there. Just a little bit beforehand. So I just always yeah. think that's interesting. But yep, February, spring market. So hopefully that's <laughs> encouraging because I want this to be not a downer to where you're, you're thinking the, the market is crashing. This is meant to let you know, here's the reality. Yes, things have slowed down. Yes, if you're trying to sell your house, you're not going to get what you thought you could have back in May, which that's uh, hopefully understandable. And buyers realize um, that this is the new normal. It's um, still interest a good time rates, to buy. Interest rates are not going to go down. Um, it's still a great option to buy leading into the, the holiday season if you're ready to do that. Winter is generally a time where it's slower for sellers. So buyers, you can jump on it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the state of the union in a nutshell. Well, um, you know, I want to get back to Thanksgiving real quick. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not. But I have family members who are part of the entire Thanksgiving experience way back in the day. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, they were on the Mayflower. And you look about like the Mayflower historically, they, they, they say that 1621 is kind of like the first Thanksgiving. Um, and then there's debates about like, okay, what really happened? You know, what's the myth and what's the legend versus what's factual? Mm-hmm. I don't really care about that. I mean, yes, there there were tensions. Obviously, there is the settlers coming in and there is the indigenous people who were there. And yes, there is all kinds of uh, issues with that. So without touching the issues of the social mm-hmm. world today, I, I understand that. We can still understand that Thanksgiving stemmed from this idea of camaraderie and getting along and the native um, American people, along with the settlers coming together, had Thanksgiving, and they they did it together, and so we want to support that. But my family members, um, John Alden and Priscilla Mullen, were like one of the first kind of like 
newlywed couples that occurred here in oh, the new world and came across the Mayflower together and uh, got married. And so they're look them up. They're in history, people. Oh, that's interesting. So that's Very my cool. that's my um plug for Thanksgiving and do some of your own historical research <laughs> so what, today. What do you typically do um, with your family? Like what is a typical Thanksgiving that you kind of have a that you, you've been doing? You said you some of them have been kind of crazy this year. Well, a little bit yeah, more calm. it's 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 interesting because now that both you and I are getting older and our children are getting older. Well, what are you and talking about? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> historically, we would go travel, you know, right. and like we, we would go to like our grandparents' house yes. or our parents' house. And now that we're in this kind of newer generation of where maybe sometimes we've hosted where mm-hmm. historically we wouldn't have done that. But I can remember as a kid just going to Connecticut. Um, that's where my family is from. And just sitting at like the small kids table and then having all the big adults around and is an all day event. You know, and then you got to turn the football games on and mm-hmm. you watch that. So that's our tradition. I try to imitate that as best as we can. And there's no real time of where we declare to eat. Um, that's just kind of we make that up each year of when's the best time right. for everybody. I've got a very a relatively small family. Both my parents are only children. So there's no answer uncles. And my grandparents all passed away when I was really young. So it's always just been my family mm-hmm. typically getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my parents have had a beach house down in the Outer Banks and Duck since the 99, I think it was, maybe 2000. I can't exactly remember the date. But ever since then, we try to spend every Thanksgiving. Yep. At the beach, and it's been that wonderful. And it's usually cool. um, my brother, and my sister can't always make it because of their jobs, but so that's what we do. And it is it is actually my husband's favorite vacation that we take all year long nice. because it is so peaceful, relaxing, and calm, and relaxing. Yep. And um, there's a, a turkey trot that happens. Uh, I think this might be the twenty. Maybe we're coming up on the 25th or something that they do in the Outer Banks, and it runs right past our house. Hmm. So we all cheer on all the runners and stuff for the 5K. And cool. It's uh, it's just a great experience. Cool. We look forward to it every well, year. Yeah. Tomorrow my son's going to be going to North Carolina for a big race that um, coming off of their, their state and race a couple weeks ago and all that. So my wife and he are going to be going down there with some, some of his teammates to go run. And so that's – so this, there's nothing normal about – our world right mm-hmm. now. I don't know as far my family's world. You right. Know, like there's no tradition that we have to hold on to. So there you go. I the, mean, that's this is kind of the thing that we do. The only year we've taken off has been, um, um, I can't remember. I think, oh, I, I think maybe when I was pregnant with my daughter, I don't think we went just in case <laughs> yeah. she came a little oh, early. Yeah. Yep. Didn't need to be down in the Outer Banks for that. But other yep. than that, we really make it a habit of going down and it's just that's so amazing. relaxing and good time with the family and my parents. And so, well, very, even very grateful for it, so I'm enjoying it. That's cool. Even though you're not here, like, right. what are the things happening in town for people to turn their attention to? Because you're right. Something about the Friday day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, that's insane. That's a shopping day. That is like out of control. I try to stay away from stores. I've been out and about for those days before, and like outlet malls and stuff. Never again. I, I don't want to do is, that. I'm not a. F- but I'm not a fan of shopping. I'm. 
I love online shopping. I'm perfectly fine with that. So the but I have so many friends that they get up at you know three four o'clock in yeah. the morning and yeah. they're doing the, no. the Black Friday Not stuff. Me. So but no no thank you. But what's some cool Black Friday stuff around here? There's actually going to be an all night bingo going on. It's on Black Friday at Friendship Fire Company on Pleasant Valley Road. So um, look into that if you're interested. And then also that's when the Walking in a Winterland Wonderland starts in Clearbrook. Oh, is that starting already? Yes, that will start yeah. the Friday after Thanksgiving cool. and go through January. January 1st at Clearbrook Park. Um, it's about a half a mile paved path. It's yep. it's definitely something to it's go fun. check out if you haven't seen with all the different lights and the they've got hundreds of thousands of lights and Santa and Mrs. Claus are yep. going to be there. No, that's so great. Yeah, you can take the kids and have them talk to Santa and tell them what they want for Christmas. And then I love the Winchester Parade. Me too. So there's and I never really knew about it the first several years that I lived here. Not until I started having kids, and then the kids heard about it from their friends, and then um, being in Boy Scouts, they would march, or a band, Mm -hmm. they would march. And so over the years, we've just grown to be like, okay, that's our holiday thing. Go down and see the parade, see some friends, see some family, see some, I don't know, lights, and see the tree, and see Santa Claus. So, you know, so that's Monday. That is Monday, yep. Then that'll be the Christmas tree lighting as well. And I've always loved that. We, um, of course, I marched in it. I just figured this out the other day, 30 years ago. Oh, I was in congratulations. High school. Happy anniversary. Yeah. I didn't graduate <laughs> 30 years ago, but yes, I was in, oh, yes, a long time ago. Uh-huh. But then my kids have marched in it as well. Yep. And so it's just, it's a it's a great event. Yep. So maybe I'll see you guys out there. Yep. Come if hunt you me see down. Us, say hi. There you go. We'll uh, sip on our apple cider that we mum- We'll walk. That's our traditions that we'll walk from our house to go down downtown. Oh, that's nice. Bring some hot coffee, apple cider, something like that. And there we go. Hopefully so. we have some dry weather. I'll just say that. Yeah. I can handle cold, wet and cold. No, thank you. Absolutely. Well, so. continue to to let us know what you guys want because we love hearing from you. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. And we hope you learned something from today's episode. Look forward to sharing more with you next week. I'm excited about our upcoming guests. So just uh, keep us posted on what you guys want to hear. And remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you would leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Thanks again to our editor extraordinaire, Samantha Vitalia. Until next time, Iconic. Iconic.